or or? Well, I guess I should say I flew. I'm Puff the Pidgeotto, Ika's newest Pokemon. But more importantly, Sky can fly now because we found the Rainbow Wing. You should have seen that little chicken. So happy. When we got back from Feather Rock, we did some training, but not just any training. We trained in the Museum of Flight. Ika had a key and old Porter Pete never saw us coming. He's no Larry Daly. It was really fun to train with the rocket ships and the airplanes. I can tell Ika's nervous, but I know she's ready for the big day. Gotta go, Dad. I smell Ernest cooking breakfast. <laughs> Man, those eggs smell smooth. Air show. And you're in. You're in the air. Uh, what do you do? Oh! And she's flying. <laughs> no, you're flying right now. <laughs> Sky's carrying you. It's cold With open. Cold open. Strength, she's now able to just... Cold open. Fly through the air. The, 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 you're flying. Throw me like a shot put. Hyper beam at your face. What do you do? Not the hyper beam. <laughs> Surely not. And it's it's Gloria. She's ripped up in the time stream. She's she's torn into a, a parallel dimension. What's that? A giratina coming from the rip. No. Oh, gosh. Do you know what? I said that as as I said it, I was like, do you know what? This is this is a fantasy Pokemon world. I you know, it's not that outrageous. <laughs> yeah. We've been to the distortion world, like it's not It could happen. It's not exactly the wire here, is it? Giratina comes flying out of the rip in time and space and comes flying out from the distortion world, wreathed in shadow. <laughs> <laughs> and you wake up from that dream. <laughs> Oh, ah, that was, it's the morning of the air show. Oh, dream. Oh, you've been sleeping. Oh, that's so sad. Sleeping too close to that meteorite. Sleeping too close to, the, to that space rock. That creepy space rock. But no, so it's the morning of the air show. Do you all have anything in particular that you want to do before you leave the house and head out, or you just want to you just want to head on your merry way? First of all, who did you bond with over the course of long rest, and in what manner? I bonded with George. Nice prepping, Georgie. And we just snuggled. Nice. I think I bonded with Puff. Yeah, little new new friend bonding. My new friend, yeah. And I sort of, I guess I realised I didn't know much about Puff. Um, I just wanted to get a lay of the uh, lay of the land and see him as more than just a bird and some seed. You know, yeah. Get to, get to know the real Puff. Well, get to know that personality, that that cocky Pidgeotto. Yeah, puffing out those feathers and strutting his stuff. We had a really deep, meaningful chat, by which I mean. Ika just sort of talked at a Pidgeotto. Who oh my god. Just pecked around a lot. And Ika's like, I feel like I know you so well now. We've expressed so much together. <laughs> I think I think I think Puff is quite simple. I think Puff is just yeah. I think Puff is not 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 a lot going on. A little bit of a stereotypical bird brain. Stereotypical bird. Yeah, but Ike, Ike, Ike sees like this intelligence in in the eyes. It's like there's something in there. I know it is. And inside Puff's brain is just that Homer Simpson like. Beautiful. It's just that and seed. Just that. And, yeah. It's. It's. You know what? It's the dipping bird just picking up seed. It's like. Yep. Nice. Very nice. Very nice. Uh, and Lucas spends a little bit of time. He's been, uh, Pearl, you know, over the past couple nights, he's been bonding more with Tarzan and hanging out with him. But he, he spent some time with Hercules the hair across, uh, similar in a similar fashion to Ika with Puff. Just, you know, be like, yeah, yeah, get to know you a little better. This very cool, very strong bug. I imagine, too, because we bonded via cuddling, 
I wake up and I'm very like sticky. <laughs> oh, which reminds me, uh, for post battle, did you roll your D20 to see for a honey gather? Mm-mm. You should do that. <laughs> I rolled a six. Six? No honey. No honey. You just got to remember to do that for a little combi. Because you might end up with some free honey, that raw, organic, pure, natural, unfiltered, combi, hashtag shop local honey. <laughs> yes. Side note, do we recover any hit points sleeping? Yeah, everybody's back oh, at full yeah. over the course of the long rest, yeah. Oh, great. Okay, we're ready. We're ready. I think the only thing that Ica would like to do before she goes out is I, I imagine that uh, Laura, a.k.a. Zephyr, Queen of the Skies, and Cody, the Cloud Prince... <laughs> Which I can't, I can't get through without snickering. Yes. I hate that name. Uh, <laughs> I imagine they have an incredibly early sort of training regimen every day anyway, but today especially because it's the day of the air show. And I think they're out in the sort of garden area doing their routines and their stuff. And I think I could just sort of like peers up from the window and just watches what they're doing. And then there's, there's a second where her mum looks and sort of catches her eye and she's like, oh, and just ducks straight back down below her heart thumping, but there's adrenaline flowing. She's like, right, I'm going to prove something today. Yeah, that's right. You see, you see your mom and your very, very beige vanilla cousin uh, working on their routines and uh, training. He's eating bran flakes. Yep. As, as he trains. Not even just raisin like, bran, just bran. No, no, no. Absolutely just bran. <laughs> there's no milk. There's no milk either. It's just dry bran. The Spiro is very methodically making its way <laughs> through and around this obstacle course. While your mom, Laura, uh, a.k.a. Zephyr, Queen of the Skies, is uh, flying around on Columbus the Fero. But yeah, you look at that for a second and she sees you whoop, right back down. I like to imagine Pearl has a humongous breakfast. Yes. Just ginormous. You, you have another uh, very hearty breakfast prepared by Ernest. And let me tell you, that frying pan, it's sharpened. <laughs> As she did get it overnighted. Again, overnight delivery. <laughs> it wasn't a want. It was a need, Ernest. And maybe did um, did Coconut and Scamp help help Ernest prepare the incredible breakfast? I think so. I think that rather than the, the late night sneaky cooking, I think that this morning they got up a little earlier and actually did help Ernest prepare breakfast in yeah, the kitchen. Like it. So it is even heartier than it normally would be uh, with those two sweet little guys having their hands on it. Uh, and... Uh, Ernest did also get an extra uh, frying pan sharpener to be like, well, I thought you might like this. <laughs> and as you all are talking over breakfast, she says, uh, well, well, Ica, I, uh, well, your, your mother told me that you're going to be in the, in the competition today, that you're entering with, with Sky. Yeah, Ica, Ica holds the frying pan sharpener, which is way bigger than it has any right to be. It's just so cumbersome. <laughs> and she's holding it and she says, uh, I am, yeah. And I'm also going to be in... Uh, in the double-A aerobatics competition as well, with you. So, um, <laughs> may the best bird win, I suppose, or bat. There's, mm, uh, you know what I mean. What, you're, you're not just doing what, you're doing two competitions. Yep, in for a penny, in for the pound, as they say, I, I think. Well, Ica, that's wonderful. That's all, I'm, I'm so excited, I've been waiting for you to enter one of these for years. I, I didn't know if you'd ever do it. Well, I guess today we'll find out. If I can. Well, she says, well, 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 well hold on, dearie. I, I've got something for you. And she, she runs upstairs and then she comes back down. She says, uh, I, I've, I've had this prepared for you know, if you ever did decide that you actually wanted to enter one of the competitions. And she hands you your own air show costume. <gasps> oh, my goodness. 
Describe your costume, Ika. Okay. As Ernest bestows it upon you. Oh, thank you, Ernest. Allow me to, to unwrap it and describe it in detail as I look at it. Um, <laughs> T- tell me, I, f- I ordered it a while back, so I forgot what it looked like, so you tell me. Of course, of course. Well, I think it's it's definitely, like, shopping channel chic. Absolutely. You know. Very, very QVC. Yeah. Oh, PVC? P, P, um, P-H-C. Yeah. I was like, what is, what is the V in QVC? What is, what is it? Very... Quality. I, I was like, I was like it's, it's like home shopping, but I'm like, what is QVC home? Q- quality. Quality. Very good. Very good. Crud. No. <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> uh, so I decided to veer away from that, and it's uh, from the PSN, from the Pokemon Shopping Network, is where she ordered this from. Great, great. Okay. As I ditch that bit. <laughs> so I think this, this is, this is, I think Ernest, Ernest knows and cares for Ika a little better than her mother, and these these new pants that she's got her basically before Ika had 16 pockets this is the new 22 pocket jodhpurs so not only not only is it no longer baggy they're like quite close fitting and good for riding aero, aerodynamics yes. but they also managed to pack 22 of your finest pockets into the legs <laughs> and it's it's a, it's it's a, it's like you know it's almost impossible how they've designed this but somehow it works Ika, it's perfect. That amount of storage is highly improbable. These are some very impressive pants. They're beautiful. And she's also got her some boots that look like, um... Oh, oh, okay. So whoever whoever has been delivering these items at the speed of light overnight, their delivery their delivery service, the logo, is, a, is like a boot with a wing on it. And because she orders so many things, she's kind of sweet-talked the delivery man and being like... Because they all they all wear like boots with wings on, as they're like that's their thing. They're like, we're the wing delivery service at your service. Yeah, the the, the KPS, the KPS is very reliable, and Ernest knows uh, Kevin, the delivery man, very well. <laughs> Kevin, of course it's Kevin, and you know she's you know she's given Kevin enough enough sweet treats and stuff to butter him up to get a pair of these boots, and they're, they're winged boots. They're like Icarus boots. Like Hermes in um, in Hercules. Yes. So they just look so. So she's got these like these tight, nice jodhpurs, winged boots. She's got her grandmother's jacket, and I think she keeps her own helmet as a kind of everything else has changed. The blue. She's got the, the blue teal shirt on, but she's got she's still got her helmet and her goggles on, and that's her complete look. Yeah. <gasps> the look is served. Ernest, this is amazing. Um. I, okay, I will never discourage you from buying something again. All right. <laughs> if if you if if you want if you want to buy a grape combiner, I'll let you, Ernest. If you want to get a a plate polisher, of course you can. Even even I tell you what, if you want an oven box, you can have that too. Why would you ever need to transport your oven? I don't know, Ernest, but I won't stop you because. You're my grand, and I love you, and thank you. And she, like, squeezes her hand, and I meant it. May the best bird or bat win. She gives you a very grandmotherly embrace, and she says, I'm so glad you like it. I'm proud of you. It it looks good on you. I've seen a big change in you the past couple of days, and I I think it's for the better. I do. And can I tell you something else? I already ordered the grape combiner and the plate polisher and the oven box. (sighs) I, I, I know you did. I know you did, Meemaw. And she just gives her a kiss on the cheek. Big old kiss on the cheek. She says, May the best flying Pokemon win. 
yeah, Ica just gives a little salute and I guess they go. Yeah. Cute. Guys, wait. What was up? I didn't know there was like outfit requirements. I guess I kind of did, but hold on just one second. Pearl, I think you just always assume that there's going to be an outfit requirement she at this point. zooms up the stairs and she puts on her sticky PJs from Georgie. Okay, you put on the PJs. My sticky PJs. <laughs> and then she goes up to the atrium. <laughs> oh my goodness. And she rolls around on the floor, catching as many bird feathers <laughs> as she can. <laughs> She's essentially tarred and feathered herself. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's so good. That's, That's perfect. take away from the beautiful moment <laughs> of Ika getting clothes. But just Pearl's freaking out that she's underdressed. That's fair. That's fair. As you do that, Luca's like, oh, okay, uh, hold on. And he just goes and like puts some more gel in his hair and gives himself like a hair across horn with his hair. Oh, cool. <laughs> oh. And then he's got, you know, the leather jacket and he and Tufus have matching sunglasses. He's like, all right, cool. We're ready now. Hair across has matching sunglasses too. Pearl bounds down the stairs, now trailing with feathers. She goes, sorry, Aika. I'm good now. What do you think? Honestly, it couldn't be more you. Yes! (laughs) Luca, you ready? Oh my gosh. My goodness. Wow me. What did you do? Well, I I, I didn't have any like clothing that looked like a hair cross, but I was like, you know, I I could like do the hair. So it kind of looks like, you know, like the horn. I think my creativity is rubbing off on you. She's like, I do support you though. It's either, it's either that pearl or it's the honey and the feathers. Mm. You know, I, you, you got to pick your battles. You got to pick your battles. This was the less sticky option. <laughs> it's good. It's good. Excellent. And you all leave Ika's house. So you've had your hearty breakfast prepared by Ernest and Coconut. And uh, gosh, I just, I always want to say the wrong one. It's scamp. Yes? Scamp. Or scram. Scamp. I have it written down now because I don't want to mess it up again. I think in in canon, I, maybe 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 sometimes she's like scram, maybe she's scamp, but it's it's scamp. If we've if we've met, if we've got it wrong at any point, it's fine. <laughs> okay. Sometimes you're telling scamp to scram. She was just she was just telling him to scram exactly. She's just like scram, <laughs> but it's scamp, but it's scamp. Yeah. So you've had your breakfast prepared by Ernest and Coconut and Scamp, and you make your way back to the Museum of Flight for the start of the air show. As we approach. Yes. Pearl stops a good distance. Aika? Uh-huh? It's time. And I like to imagine overnight she made a kind of paper bag saddle for Puff. Okay. That has, like, clouds and Aika's name on it. And she saddles Puff with this, you know, makeshift saddle. And Pearl looks at Aika. It's time for your cotillion entrance. All right, Pearl, will you take the lead? Well, wait, do you, want to, do you want to do that now, or do you want to do that, like, when the competition actually starts? Oh. Like you're coming up to the starting line or whatever. I was thinking just go grand from the first minute they see you. Up to, up to you. Up to you. I just didn't know what kind of vibe you were going for. I'm, I'm following Pearl's, Pearl's lead here, for sure. She, she knows. I wouldn't... We're making an entrance. We're making an entrance. And she, she and Seely start setting up the fog machines. You set up the fog machines and set up Ika's grand entrance. Are you going to 
have Ica like, are, are you going to fly and like land on the stage that has been constructed? Because you can see that there's a crowd gathered and a stage has been constructed in front of glorious statue. Uh, that seems to be where you would know, Ica, where sort of the big first announcements will be made, where, where the whole thing's going to kick off before you all go to the gardens for the different events. So are you like trying to land on the stage before stuff gets rolling, before the commissioner comes out? Or are you like just landing in the crowd or like in front? Where do the competitors line up? Yeah, is there, is there almost like a, an announcement of the competitors and they all, they all go up to the stage? Yes, uh, there would be the announcement of the competitors like in the midst of, um, like once the commissioner comes out, uh, then she would then uh, announce all the competitors and what they're doing and then uh, preach event. So I guess we'd, we'd hold back until that moment, I guess? Yes. Yeah? Okay. Yes. We're prepped and ready. Excellent. So you all are waiting toward the back, uh, prepared as you as you have now set up, and the rest of the crowd hasn't noticed you yet. Uh, so you won't you won't spoil your entrance, but you've been set up. We're just under a massive tarp, <laughs> <laughs> a big old tarp. What is what is going on back there? Wait for it, guys. Pearl, it's really hot. It's really hot in here. I, I'm sweating so much already. I'm gonna look awful up there. Oh. She lifts the tarp every now and then. Kiss just, just give me some air. Give me some air. Okay. A thank couple you, thank of stray you. feathers, like out. <laughs> As you all peek out from under the tarp, the clock on the front of the museum strikes nine and you see two large winged figures descending from the sky, but they are not shaped like the prehistoric Pokemon you fought yesterday. A bird with brown and cream colored feathers and a colorful head crest which looks to have been dyed for more dramatic flair, and a glittery blue and white bird with fluffy cloud-like plumage land on the stage and three figures hop off of their backs. You see a beautiful, very tan, dark-haired woman, along with a teenager and a girl who's obviously younger than you all, step onto the stage. The woman and the teenager have outfits coordinated with their respective Pokemon, the teenager with her Pidgeot and the woman with her Altaria, along with striking matching bracelets on their wrists, and the younger girl has an outfit to match the woman. Aika, you know this to be the airshow commissioner, Tess, along with her daughters, Riley and Rudy. Pearl, this this is the air commissioner and her daughters. It means it's about to start. Oh, wow, they're big deals. Huge. Oh, it's about to start? Huge deals. It's about to start. Well, let's get ready, guys. I'll wait on your signal, Aika. Tess walks up to the microphone on the edge of the stage. Uh, again, she is dressed in this outfit that is perfectly coordinated with her Altaria. And she says, Hello, Hello friends, and welcome to the Tremella Air Show. And there's a huge burst of applause. We are so excited to have such a full lineup of talent today. As always, throughout the competition, we'll be keeping an eye out for trainers to join us in the Tremella Air Touring Company. So put on your best face and fluff those feathers. Contestants, please make your way to the stage. All right. Okay. So, uh, Ika gives the signal, which is... The signal is the Pelipper call that they all learned yesterday. Perfect. So she, so she sees it's about to start and just yells back, Kaka! And Pearl follows. The caca echoes throughout. Ladies and gentlemen, prepare yourself for plumage like you've never seen before. You know her family. You know her bloodline. You know her planes. But you don't know this heart of gold. Introducing the one, the only... I come! And there's like confetti, fog, and Ika. Like, I just imagine you guys slowly 
walking through. I, I, yeah, Ica is just frozen fish. She's just doing this tiny wave. Her eyes are just like frozen in its wide. With this bird girl flapping, <laughs> announcing the whole thing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so wait, the Pidgeotto is just walking with you on its back? Yeah, it's just walking. Yeah. <laughs> And I, and I think Ica whispers, Pearl, should, should we have got it to fly? Would that have been better? You think you know fluff. You think you know tough. But you don't know puff. Yes. <laughs> Ica, go ahead. Just keep roll. walking. Just keep walking. Roll charisma. Okay. I'll give you advantage because Pearl's helping. Oh, great. Oh. Okay. Thanks. Thanks, Pearl. Thanks for giving me that moment, guys. Okay. Yep. I just really wanted to hype it up. I, I just rolled two 15s. Two oh, 15s. Cool. So that's 30, right? I imagine that it's very much like the uh, the SpongeBob talent show episode where it's just sort of like he sticks just the hand out of the curtain. It's like, wow. Um, Ica, although you are doing really nothing, um, you walk up there and do two do pearls hyping you up. It's all Pearl. It's all Pearl, yeah. The crowd does like, oh, yeah, cool. We're into this. She loves that. She just is bouncing up and down. Could there be, uh, like, there's, there's a rival hype man who's also in, like, a bird costume and, like, sees, he sees Pearl, who isn't in a bird costume but looks like she is, and, and he's like, what? Someone else is running the hype game? This is my show. My day. Right, somebody's jumping on my flavor, too. It's just—it's just apparently a crusty old Scottish man, and like, uh, in a what—what uh, what bird Pokemon is he like in a mascot costume of? Oh, what's what's quite lame. He's in a far-fetched costume. He's—he is in a far. Of course he is. Yes, he's absolutely in a far-fetched, and he's got like a twirling leak that he twirls around. He's like get, yeah. tries to get the crowd going. You know how like the people have like the sign twirling outside of like yeah. the cell phone yeah. store. Yeah, yeah. He's like doing that with the leak. Uh, but no one seems to notice as they're all distracted <laughs> at the moment. Porter Pete comes up to him. He likes eyes. It's all over. It's all downhill from here now, man. It's all down. Hey, hey you, uh, you interested in being a security guard in a museum? I heard stuff comes to life at night. That's the reason that it's all uh, jumbled and out of place when I get there in the morning. So I'm sure it's not because somebody <laughs> comes and breaks in maybe, when I'm not maybe there. It, maybe it is Porter Pete. Maybe this is Porter Pete's sidekick. <laughs> Because he lost, he lost the love at the museum, so now he's gone into sign twirling. <laughs> Porter Pete's side hustle is being the mascot and twirling the leaf. <laughs> oh, brutal. Oh, dear. That's it. It's canon now. He's got a very scruffy, far-fetched, like an actual one who's also yep. doing it. Yeah. Uh, but just really could not be bothered. <laughs> Perfect. Fantastic. So you walk up there as well as all of the other contestants, and you all are introduced accordingly. After all of the introductions, there, there's a whole bunch of you there. There's uh, like over over 20 contestants because there's, you know, Ow. everybody in like the, uh, most everybody is in like just one category each. So there's a whole bunch of contestants. But after you all are introduced, Pearl, do you do anything uh, extra for your introduction? Do you save it all for Ica? Oh, it's all for Ica. I thought so. Yeah. And she goes, and I'm Pearl. <laughs> also st steps forward hello does a little bow steps back yes. very chorus line of you <laughs> but after the introductions Tess says well we hope you all enjoy yourselves and make sure you stick around until the end of the day for our closing awards ceremony best of luck to you all and may you fly as high as your dreams will take you 
and then she hops on her Altaria and does like a super cool aerobatic maneuver up in the air as the Altaria like unleashes some glittering dragon breath in the air as she says, let the games begin. Whoa, that was magical. Oh, that's cool. If that's if that's not the tag at the end of a scene, I don't know what is. <laughs> With that, we begin the competitions. So the beginning of the day is aerobatics, and then later in the day is the races. First off, let me roll a D100 to see what the weather's doing today. Let's incorporate some weather. Let's see what's hip-hop happening. I've rolled a 33. So... It is a very, very sunny day, not a cloud in the sky, and there is a fairly strong wind, actually, that is whipping through the air. You can see, as you walk around the gardens, you go to where the first events are taking place, you can see that up in the air, uh, where there are hoops, actually, large, large hoops that are floating on, like, uh, hot air balloon-type contraptions, that is sort of the course for the races, you can see that a lot of them are uh, definitely floating and, and rocking back and forth quite a bit in the wind, and you can see the, the trees in the gardens are shaking. It's a very sunny, very windy day. Also, with this weather, because I've been meaning to incorporate weather some more, because it's in the it's in the PHB, and it's, it's just a nice little fun flavor thing to add. But so, for your reference, if any of you at any point during the day use grass, ground, fire, flying, dragon, or psychic moves today... You have advantage on damage rolls on those moves. Wow, that's huge. Yeah, different types of weather give different Pokemon types. Uh, essentially, for each type of weather, uh, whatever types are affected uh, get advantage on damage rolls. So on this sunny, windy day, you all make your way through the gardens. And the first one that you come to is for the single A aerobatics. So it goes uh, from small to big through each of the things. So it'll go A, double A, triple A for aerobatics and then A, double A, triple A for racing. So per Pearl's up. Yes. Come on. Pearl's up first. Pearl's up. George Foreman. How do you feel today? She looks especially zigzaggy today. Oh, you're glistening. Okay, you're going to do so Good. And I, I want to whip out the smallest little scoop of ice cream from mm -hmm. her home. A little bit of honey hot ice cream. Yeah. And just say, here, this will give you your nourishment. Ooh. What flavor of ice cream was it? Mint chocolate chip. For sure, for sure. Oh, yes. So you all walk to the first garden where the single A aerobatics competition is being held. As you approach, you see that this garden has been styled like a gnome forest. Oh! It's very Rock City. It's just little little gnomes in their homes, like little garden oh. gnomes everywhere. Dreams. So cute! And their little mushroom houses and, like, you know, repurposed stumps and all of that. All of that gnome aesthetic, that garden gnome aesthetic. If you've been to Rock City in Chattanooga, listeners, you know what I'm talking about. I want to Google this. It's very that. <laughs> I love it. So how this will work, uh, for the aerobatics competitions, there will be three rounds each, and you get to make either an acrobatics or athletics check your choice. You will describe your maneuver and, and how your Pokemon incorporates the terrain into it, uh, if you wish. And if you incorporate an actual Pokemon move into your maneuver, I'll let you roll an extra D4 and add it. Oh, cool. Oof, okay, cool. 
but there'll be three rounds of this competition. So it's sort of, it's sort of like a, in gymnastics or, or what have you in the way that it's like not everybody going at once, but it's one at a time. Uh, you will go and we will see what happens. So the first round is about to begin here in the Gnome Garden. Pearl, you look around and you see the other competitors. Uh, you see that there is you, obviously, uh, and then there are four others. You see <laughs> Porter Pete. I, I already wrote down that there was a Farfetch'd in this one before we had that whole bit. But Porter Pete's Farfetch'd is there. Uh, there's a trainer with a ducklet, uh, this small blue duck that's waddling around. There's one with a masquerade, which is this sort of water bug looking thing. But you also see Rudy and her Swablu. It's okay, George Foreman. We have got that. We've always been good with gnomes. We could run the whole town. We've got this. And the first round begins. Pearl, what does George Foreman do for her first maneuver? Is there like an ending point or is it just the coolest flips? It's like, what's your routine for this round? Like there's three rounds of like, describe your move, describe your routine. Gymnastics. Yeah, very gymnastics, very gymnastics. And feel free to incorporate the terrain of the garden however you wish. So for our first one, we're going to kind of go a little simple, but classy. Okay, George Foreman, envision that the gnomes are your family at home. Get each... B slash gnome. So George Foreman is going to fly and fly in the pattern in order to only touch the top of each gnome hat. Mm-hmm. And on the last gnome, she'll do like a very high spin up in the air and land balance on one wing on the point of the gnome hat. Ooh, nice. Ooh, very nice. Very nice. Go ahead and roll acrobatics for George Foreman. Come on, George and Pearl, you can do it. I think we're already going to use a bond. Yeah, you're already going <laughs> to use inspiration for that bond. It's a, that's an early bond. That was a seven. Oh, yeah. Oh. Okay, that's much better. Glad I used my inspiration. One of them gone, but it's a, pl- a 19. A 19. George Foreman effortlessly does this, uh, bouncing from gnome to gnome, only touching the very tips of their very pointy hats. Uh, She goes from gnome to gnome, doing her uh, usual zigzag pattern, but with even more flourish today. Uh, And the judges are very impressed. I could like whoops exceptionally loud from the the crowd, trying to kind of influence the judges. Just be like, whoa, whoa, that, that was the best thing ever. Lucas says, whoop. Then the other contestants go. Let's see here. Rudy and Swablu. Okay, that's only a 13 total. So I think that uh, they keep it pretty simple as well. As you don't want to, you don't, you don't want to go in too intense too early. They also don't use a move on this first turn. Uh, but the Swablu is very much like doing a, a couple of loop-de-loops in the air and flying uh, swirly around one of the trees before landing very cutely in front of one of the um, little gnome homes. Cute points. Can't argue with cute points. I, I, I think Ike says, man, that was cute. You, you gotta give it to him. That was pretty cute. Rudy is just dressed in like, you can see like blue arms and legs poking out like uh, on her sleeves, but her, the, her body is just like a, a cloud. It's just covered in fluff in this costume that her mother's put her in. <laughs> And then let's see, let's see, just for funsies. I wasn't, I was really only going to roll sort of a group one and uh, one for Rudy and Swablu. But I just want to know how Porter Pete's doing with the far Me too. We, yeah. Yeah. Me too. 18. Whoa. <laughs> okay. He's been training. He putting in the work. 
As you can see, even though he hasn't uh, got the, the light in his eyes for his museum work anymore, uh, something has come out of Porter Pete now that he's in the aerobatics competition with his trusty Farfetch'd. As the Farfetch'd is doing like, it's not great at flying. The Farfetch is not super great at flying. So the uh, Farfetch is basically like doing parkour <laughs> off of like <laughs> parkour. Yes. Farfetch. Parkour, parkour. <laughs> it's doing parkour off of the different structures in the known village. And uh, the judges are digging on it. And then the <laughs> the masquerade and the duck lid are so-so. Uh, round two. <laughs> Pearl, what do you want to do? Okay, George Foreman. You know what it is. Tea time. And George Foreman flies to one of the chimneys and the gnome village and uses gust to act like it's getting blown up by the chimney smoke. Ooh. Does a little like swirl in the air and lands perfectly at a gnome picnic table that's set for tea. <laughs> and like ding holds up a teacup with a pinky, if that's possible, as George Foreman. I think that George Roman just uses the gust to just sort of like have a little uh, air lift of the of the teacup. But yes, go ahead and roll your acrobatics. Add your D4 as you've incorporated a move into the set. 18. 18. Very, very nice. Not uh, not quite as much flair and flourish as the first time around as you were really exploring the space with the first move. It is a little bit more centralized as you focus on this one area, uh, but you do, you, you swirl up in the air and land uh, very cutely. Uh, there's a lot of cute happening in this one. Um, and with the ding, uh, as you land with the teacup, uh, very nice, very nice round two. Way to be elegant, George Foreman. Ooh. We're refined and cute. That brings us to Rudy and Swablu. An 18. Even. I think that for this one, the Swablu does a good job of, actually, there's one sort of central gnome tree uh, that it just begins weaving in and out of the branches of expertly. Nary a feather or a piece of the cottony fluff touching a branch or a leaf uh, as it just expertly maneuvers through and then does a barrel roll, a single barrel roll as it lands on the ground. (gasps) The judges are just as impressed as they were with yours. Porter Pete and the far-fetched. I'm kind of I'm kind of backing poor Pete now. It's the underdog story. I know. I hate to say it. Come on, Pete. That was only a four that time, though. It was only a four. Oh. Uh, yeah, with with the plus three that I arbitrarily gave him does only equal a seven. As I think that during uh, another one of its sweet parkour moves, the far fetched falters and falls mid routine. C- gets up and keeps going, but you know you, you you lose the points for falling down mid routine. Pearl says you hate to see it. As Porter Pete was giving the uh, instructions to far fetched. Maybe Iker and Luca had just sort of like sidled up behind him and just been like, "Wow, that uh, that that hype girl at the start, she was she was pretty something, right? Yeah, much better than uh than anyone else we've had in any of the previous years." Oh, mm-hmm. oh, I agree, I agree. Yeah, definitely. I mean, yeah, it uh, seems like there's a new there's a new farfetch in town, new sheriff in town. Absolutely, yeah, 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 definitely new blood. I like it. Porta is thrown off by this trash <laughs> talk. <laughs> just a bit of light sledging, and then the ducklet and the masquerade. Do fare much better that time as they do their maneuvers. Last round. Pearl yells across to them and says, keep your cute down, okay? As you flap your arms like wings and some of the honey-covered feathers just sort of come off. (laughs) (laughs) This one is very intricate. George Foreman immediately starts picking up speed 
And the judges for a second are like, wait, this isn't a speed competition. And I, I turn around and I go, hold on. <laughs> it's called art. And George Foreman is weaving in and out of everything. All the little towns, the crevices, things that are way too small, it's able to tilt itself, okay? And all the speed is making a pattern on the grass. And for the last move, George gusts as high as George can. She attempts the sextuplet. The sextuple barrel roll? The sextuple barrel roll. What's happening? In order Come on. to dot the I on Georgie, which is what she spells in the grass. So she weaves all over, spells Georgie, six tuplet, six tuplet, whatever the tuplet is, and dot the I where she lands. Roll that acrobatics. Iker, Iker instinctively just grabs at Luca's arm and just goes, she's going for it. She's going for it. And then realize, realize she's grabbed Luca and immediately let's go. <laughs> <laughs> and Pearl sees the gust. She goes, you can do it. You can do it, George. Guys, 25. What? What? I just want you to know that I had said in my brain that it would be at least a DC 20 for you to complete the sextuple barrel roll. Ah! You do this. <laughs> you pull Jumps it off. in the air. You did it, Georgie! What? Oh my, what's the reaction to this? The reaction to this is absolutely incredible, as I think that, like, as Georgie does this, in addition to the gust, she also unleashes a bit of sweet scent and does, like, the Blue Angels contrails a little bit behind her, uh, as just this sort of, like, pink powder uh, flows from behind, uh, from this pollen, and the crowd goes wild for this. They love it. They've never seen a sextuple barrel roll before. The judges just rip up their scorecards and just like, they just start screaming, 11, 11. That was awesome. You yes. earned it. Pearl says, thank you. And we will become the mayor of this gnome village. Thank you. <laughs> There's a new gnome mayor in town. In addition yes. to a new, a new hype man. We're taking a lot. All right. Let's see if anybody else can even come close. See, we were kind of made for this one. Oh, so Rudy sees this sees the sextuple barrel roll, sees how unbelievably well that just went for George Foreman. And she looks at her swablu and she says, there's only one thing we can do. We gotta go for seven. <laughs> Impossible! It's never been done! And the swablu says, and flies up into the air and once again tries to gain speed much like Georgie did uh, flies high up above the treetop to sort of get the, the altitude and the speed required and goes to uh, not writing the name but just to pull off the maneuver it's absolutely unbelievable as it's weaving in and out of uh, different structures in the gnome village but goes to do it but falters <gasps> and skids to the ground with a four unable to complete I don't want to celebrate but also oh wow Seven's too much. Flew too high. Too close to the sun, Rudy. Too close to the sun. Real Icarus move there. You didn't do your silk crepes. That was our trick. <laughs> All about the core. Lucas says, yeah, I hate to see it. But Rudy says, ah, oh, Schwabler, that's, that's okay. We'll get him next time. And she's like missing a couple of her teeth. She's, she's like decidedly younger than both of you. <laughs> I love her. Got that two front teeth missing kind of deal going on. Oh, bless. Next up is Porter Pete. 
Cool. Bring it home, Porter Pete. Bring it home. Ah, it's a total of 10. The parkour is fine. The parkour is fine. And then for the other two competitors, uh, they have really, really solid. They they were both not great in the first round, but they ramped it up with their maneuvers in the in the final round. But it's just nothing was enough to catch up to just how far ahead George Foreman came in front of the competition. Pearl and George Foreman have won the single A aerobatics. <gasps> I imagine Pearl immediately changes, quick changes into the Mary Poppins dress where it's a jolly holiday. She receives a bundle of flowers and like just stands there taking pictures after like the horse has won the race type thing. Oh my god. And cuddles up next to Georgie, gets some press photos. So excited. Yes, it's like you won the Derby. <laughs> yes. I would like to thank my team, my Georgie, and my friends Ika and Luca. On to the next. And she changes back into the bird. All right. <gasps> yes, Pearl, that was amazing. That was so fun, Ika. You're going to love it. Oh, I'm a little bit nervous, I won't lie. <sighs> Don't know how I can follow a sex double barrel roll. Just shake it out. Okay, shake it out. All right. Shake it out. Make a couple bird calls. Uh, It'll help you. Uh, Kukui! Kukui! <laughs> All right. I'm ready. <laughs> As I'll ever be. All right. And the crowd migrates and you all move over to the Zen Garden for the double-A aerobatics competition. Luca and I take a seat very close up to the front. We're so excited. (gasps) So you make your way to the Zen Garden, which has obviously there's a lot of sand and there are stones. You see that there are uh, very nicely placed, you know, bamboo shoots uh, that have not taken over the place. These are very well curated bamboo shoots. They're, they're not growing wild like the ones, you know, in our neighborhood. Some of our neighbors have bamboo and it's just there's so much of it. But it's not like that. It's very well kept. And you see that there are like cherry blossom trees and, uh, you know, uh, it's all it's all very nice, very, very relaxing. And as you have the sort of nervous energy welling up in you about the fact that you're about to go up against Ernest, uh, you do feel a little bit calmer as you as you uh, approach this tranquil space, this tranquil space, wink. Ding. So the, the competitors in this one, there's five. There's five in each of the competitions. So there's you and Puff. There's Ernest and Swoobat. Then, then there are trainers with Aledian, this cool ladybug. There's a Fletchender, and there's a Scyther. Oh. Yeah. Blimey. <laughs> yeah. Wow, that guy looks tough. So, you're up. What do you do, Ika? Are they the same judges from from uh, from Pearl's one? Yeah, same judges. Same judges, same judges. across all uh, across the board for aerobatics and across the board for for racing. Same judges. All right, aerobatics. I think I'd like. To, uh, I know these judges. I've seen them judge many years before, and especially in the Zen Garden round, I know they they like <clears throat> they like to see people use the cherry blossom. So I think that's what I'm going to go for. I'm going to go for. I'm going to start simple, calm, um, and we're just going to go for a sort of swoop around the garden, collect some of the cherry blossom and then just gust it over towards the judge's table and hopefully make a nice pattern on the table in front of them. That's what we're going for. Oh, very nice, very nice. Go ahead and roll that acrobatics or athletics, your choice. If mm-hmm. you, you decide for the way that you're incorporating a move. And since you're using that move, you can add that D4. Great. I can see it, Luca. She's got vision. So 17 total. 17, not bad, as uh, especially for just, you know, uh, partnering up with this Pidgeotto yesterday. Uh, you and Puff are fairly in sync as you in- instruct Puff uh, to blow the cherry blossoms over toward the judges, and they, they seem to be digging on it. Just starting small. 
especially because they, they, they you, you know all these judges. Like, they've seen you around. They, they've been here for years. Uh, and so they are a little bit impressed and surprised that you're competing and doing well. You're always just sort of there with Sky, but it's like, oh, wait, there's a Pidgeotto here? Okay, I, I like this. That's what I'm talking about, people. That's why we had a grand entrance. Woo! Next up is Ernest and Ziggy the Swoobat. A 15. So, with your grandmother's years of expertise, uh, you, you've seen her compete many, many times. You see that much like George Foreman, there is a sort of um, loop-de-loop, uh, very curvy flight pattern to this swoobat. As it's doing a lot of uh, loops up in the air, it actually performs uh, a humpty bump where the swoobat starts with a quarter loop to a vertical climb. The half loop then results in a vertical downline and completes with another quarter loop to horizontal flight. The looping part on the top of the figure does not have to be the same radius as the other two looping portions. <laughs> wow. Ernest is a pro. Swoobat does a Humpty Bump as I've just got a, a, a list uh, of aerobatics maneuvers in front of me. <laughs> oh, dang, that sounds like an advantage. Let me Google. <laughs> Ernest knows her stuff. As Ernest's years of experience shine through, and you see that she is not taking it easy. She's not sandbagging it for you. Uh, she is still going all out because she respects you. Yes. Thank you, Ernest. That was pretty good. I'm not going to go easy on you, Mima. Neither on you, Ika. And then for the other competitors, uh, it's very obvious that so far you two are the crowd favorites. And now for yeah. the second round, Ika, what are you and Puff gonna do? Oh, right. Um. So in the, what what else have we got in the Zen Garden? We've got the we've got the cherry blossoms. Got the cherry blossoms. You got a lot of rock formations. You've got the sand and the bamboo. Is there is there a sort of a nice fountain? Is there a fountain-esque sort of? Oh, yeah. There's a fountain. There's like a nice, very, very natural stone fountain and like a waterfall. Excellent. Okay, so. I'd like I'd like Ica to sort of this is this is tenuous I know but I've got sand attack and I'm thinking I could rearrange some rock formations with some some sand if you know maybe the sand could be like the concrete if it gets wet in the in the fountain mm. I could sort of fashion this new rock formation I like it oh 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 so Luke Lucas Lucas watching the audience right oh yeah oh, for yeah. sure for sure can I try and build Luca complete with hair across hair in rock formation I want to make a rock Luca. Please. This is please, Ica's please. tribute. Okay. <laughs> this is great. Roll it. Uh, okay. I could still use the D4 because I've tenuously connected it. All right. Yes. <laughs> That's all that matters. Look, all, all, all I'm looking for is no! just oh! connecting it. Oh, no. Did you do it? Nat 20? Nat 20? It's a Nat 20. It's a Nat 20. <laughs> so plus, plus the four, one, plus five. It's 26. It's 26. Oh, my gosh. It's the power of love. <laughs> 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 right, so I think, um, yeah, I think Ica, just before this round is about to start, just feels, is starting to feel a little bit nervous. She's had the little exchange with Ernest, and there's just a realisation that, oh, goodness me, I'm, I'm out here. I'm out here with Ernest. Normally I'm just watching in the crowd. Look at the crowd. There's so many people in the crowd. Oh, man, I can't do this. I can't do this. I can't do this. And then suddenly her vision just sort of, like, fades away and just sees this vision of Luca. And there's, there's like, some music playing, and it's just like... He's so cool in his leather jacket right now. He's so cool. And she's like, that's what we got to do. He's cheering in slow motion. Slow motion, like, yeah. Cheering in slow motion. And just with that kind of canceling out all the all the external noise allows Iker and Puff to go in and build this, build this statue. 
yeah, using the sand attack, uh, you know, brushes it into the fountain and then uh, with, I think, a gust, like, whooshes it back out and then a sort of, like, ice cream swirls out of it. And as the dust settles, as the sand settles, uh, there is Luca in, like, the David pose. <laughs> like a fully clothed, yes. fully clothed David-esque <laughs> statue of Luca made in the sand. Oh, my goodness. And everyone is absolutely blown away. Even Ernest is, is speechless. Her mouth is agape. In my imagination, during the vision... Pearl's cheering, but then she like spills her Coke. <laughs> <laughs> she, like, picks it up, you know, holds her corn no. dog with her teeth while she scoops everything up and then comes back up once everything's finished. She goes, Huh, what a likeness. <laughs> Luca just says, his eyes get really wide and he just says, Oh. All right, let's let's see. Let's see if there's any following that up. As that you have amazing. you have really pulled ahead of the rest of the crowd here. Oh, wow. Even with a 22 from Ernest, Ooh, as uh, Swoobat does a cube and eight, five eighths of a loop down to a down line at a 45 degree angle. Swoobat is inverted and then centered on the down line. Swoobat does a half roll from inverted to upright and pulls out to horizontal. Uh, and it is a very dexterous, very cool maneuver, but just no, no catching up to this incredible sculpture uh, creation from Puff. You've got this, Ika. You can get it. And yeah, wow. And eight, like, you are far and away in first currently, uh, with Ernest a decent amount behind, and you all are both just pulling further and further away from the competition. Last round. Right. I think Ika's just been going for a lot of, um, a lot of, like, she knows the judges, so she could exploit that. She knows the terrain, she could exploit that. And she's like, right. It's about time I actually do some aerobatics in the aerobatics competition. So, <laughs> we're, go we're, gonna, we're gonna go for a quick attack. By which I mean, we are gonna just fly up, and we are gonna we're gonna do. I think there's there's been a moment between Ernest and Iker of of acknowledgement and respect. Maybe maybe after the second round, maybe the first round. I don't know. But Iker's seen that, and she's seen Ernest, who practiced for years, did these proper maneuvers, knows what she's doing, and she's like, right, playtime's over. We're doing this proper, and we're doing this by the book. And she's gonna go for the. Double troop de loop de floopy radius times circumference eighty two with a quick attack. Excellent. Which is, which which is like that was like Ika's special. Um, that was Ernest's special move when she was younger. Oh yes, it, it used to be her signature back when she was more uh, speed oriented and more sleek rather than uh, the shenanigans of the swoobat. Oh, it's a natural nineteen. Oh. Nice. Nineteen plus five, twenty-four. So twenty-seven. 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 Puff, oh my gosh. Perfectly executed. Perfectly executes that move that you said that y we all heard it the first time. We all know it. Yeah, uh, yeah. Using the quick attack to to uh, enhance sort of the, the sharp turns and everything that would normally be impossible if you were just flying regular. But with the, with the speed and dexterity of the quick attack, uh, it's, it's really a marvel to watch uh, as the crowd is going absolutely wild. She's going for it, Luca. The loop-de-loop-de-loop of 82. She says it all while chewing a corn dog and watching it and the food just spilling out of her mouth as she watches. Mm, yeah, corn dog crumblings just tumbling out. And I think Ika lands after this incredible stunt, which arguably was the, the cream on top of the cake. And Absolutely. She's, she's kind of baffled. She was sort of like, I, even I don't know how I did that really. You know, Puff, Puff's, Puff's got nothing going on. Puff is just, you know, just flying. And she sort of think, I, I, don't, I don't even know how I commanded Puff to do that. And then she realizes that there's been like 
some, something in, in her bag that's been like weighing and allowing those turns to really like snap. And she gets out of her bag and she sees it's it's the pan sharpener ah. that Ernest had given her. And without without even knowing, Ernest had sort of like given her this thing to help do those banks and turns. And she just holds the pan sharpener and looks at Ernest and Ernest gives her a little wink. As if to say like, it's your turn now. Ah, oh, yes. So who knew tender. The sharpener would get me. Who knew that? Who knew that the shopping channel would have so much emotional payoff? Thanks, Mimo. All right. <laughs> I'm really proud of you. As Swoobat does uh, his final maneuver, and I think that Ziggy does some pretty standard, uh, pretty standard aerobatics maneuvers. As it's very clear uh, who has run away with this thing. There's, there's really no catching up at this point. Uh, as it's a standard finish, it's very nice and it's very by the book. Uh, but uh, there, there is a clear. Oh yeah, everybody else, uh, Nat wand out on that. There is a clear victor here. <laughs> <laughs> Pearl jumps in the air, runs to Ika. Amazing, you did it. Ika's shell shocked. She's just like uh, uh, no press, folks. No, not yet. We're we're still in the head. Yeah, we're, we gotta say in our head. She, whis- she whispers to Pearl. She was. I. I'm not good with photos. I'm really not good with photos. I got. Can you, you just? Can you please? Thank you. And me and Celie become her like bodyguard. You know, feather agents <laughs> pushing through the crowd. <laughs> yes, you do. Step back, Blake. Step back. Step back. You don't do the same. Uh, the same Darby. You know, read the flowers photo shoot. You, you get out of there. Uh, but Luca just leans over. He's like, that was that was incredible. Oh my gosh, that was really amazing. Thanks, thanks, Luca. Thank you. Um, uh, what what inspired you to do that to that statue? That was that was pretty cool. Oh, you know, I just felt inspired. <laughs> all right, well, all right, cool, cool, uh, cool. Yeah, cool, 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 cool. cool. <laughs> he says, completely clueless. <laughs> Again, folks, step aside. Nothing to see here. Keep it moving. Keep it moving. And Pearl just looks back. You guys, come on, keep moving. Hello, friends. Jonah here to say thank you for listening to Postcards from Pearl. Here at the Quest Company and Quest Company Jr., we stand with Black Lives Matter. This month, we will be donating all of our Dice Envy Commission to the Bail Project to combat mass incarceration and to help reunite families. So by going to DiceEnvy.com QuestCo or by using promo code QuestCo at checkout, you can get 10% off of your order and know that 15% is going to be donated directly to the Bail Project. We also have a giveaway happening over on the Quest Company Twitter. You can win a beautiful set of metal dice from Dice Envy, and all you've got to do to enter is donate directly to the Bale Project and let us know you did. We know that word of mouth is the best way to get people listening to a new podcast, so we want to highlight a couple of other family-friendly podcasts this week. Check out Flyest Fables, a critically acclaimed anthology-style audio drama following a young boy who finds a magical book that transports him to another world, and Hero Talk with Talix and Trev, a father-son podcast where they talk about all sorts of heroes in the media you love. Hero Talk is part of the Podicon Go family. You can hear their promo after these announcements. 
This week, the rest of the announcements can be found at the end of the episode. We hope that this podcast, along with all of the other stuff we put out, is a source of joy for you. Let's keep listening, keep learning, and keep growing together. Thank you. Have you ever watched a movie and you sat there and you thought, hey man, this person was the MVP of that movie? Or, conversely, this person was the MVL of that movie? Well, this is what our podcast focuses on. And you should definitely join us. Because I'm Talix. And I'm Trev. And this is Hero Talk. With Talix and Trev. And what we do is we go through the movies and we talk about settings, scenes, funny things, trivia, and more. Hey, we'll even throw a joke in there too. So join us every week to week as we go through the various movie universes. And who knows? Maybe you can learn something. So with that, the three of you make your way over to the Moon Garden for the viewing of the AAA aerobatics competition. You walk up to this garden that's got uh, so many white and light-colored plants, uh, lots of, uh, like, herbs and stuff as well. There's thyme and sage, but there's also uh, a lot of night-flowering plants like moonflower, primrose, angel's trumpet, uh, lots of very light, very cool colors in this space, and... As you come to view the AAA aerobatics competition, you see the Tess is there with her Altaria. And then there are actually five competitors. As Ika, you know, Tess does not actually compete for the sake of like placing, but she still comes and do, does her maneuvers and stuff. As the commissioner, she still participates, but she takes herself out of the actual competition aspect. You soon see why. Very fair. As she flies up into the air with her Altaria. Uh, you can see as she's way, way up in the open air, uh, they start doing incredible maneuvers. And f- even from the ground, you see the bracelet on her wrist begins to glow. Uh, and this this shining energy comes off of the bracelet. And the Altaria becomes even more fluffy and majestic and glittery than it was before. As the Altaria mega evolves mid-routine. <sighs> As she does this mid-air dragon dance, uh, this incredible, these unbelievable maneuvers of flight, the the turns and flips are are, are absolutely amazing and stunning to see. As uh, the Altaria also does, uh, once again, the contrail sort of thing, but with dragon breath as it lets it out and looses it behind in this glittering, glowing routine. And it's a good thing that she doesn't actually compete because it just wouldn't be fair. (laughs) No, no. Wow. Wow. A mega revolution. That was majestic. It is really more more of an event in itself than the rest of the air show. And you see uh, that this actually, the, the mega evolved air routine is a big part of the traveling air show, like she mentioned before. The uh, uh, oh, cool, cool. The Tramella Air Touring Company. That's one of the signature uh, attractions of that is you get to see the, the mega evolved Altaria's routine. I'll say. Really something. Wow. It's really something. 
And then for the actual triple uh, A aerobatics, there is a Mandibuzz, this this vulture looking Pokemon, a Noivern, this large dragon bat, a Sigilyph, which is an interesting uh, sort of <laughs> entry there. Go, uh, go ahead, Jonah. Please try and describe that. <laughs> <laughs> it's, uh, it's, uh, it's a fun guy. Uh, fun thing. Uh, there's also a Butterfree and a Talonflame. Ooh. And they all compete against each other. And let's let's just see who rolls highest here. After the first couple of rounds, the Noivern and the Butterfree really start pulling away with the competition. Uh, as the Noivern is like letting loose these, uh, you can see sound waves in the sky, and it's like doing uh, loops through the sound waves that it lets out. And Butterfree is letting loose all sorts of, you know, uh, poison powders and sleep powders and stun poison and everything high up in the air, out of reach of anyone where it would actually affect them. But it's then, you know, doing patterns in the air around those. And then between the two of them, the Noivern comes away with the win. Wow. It's fair. We applaud. But none of it is as impressive as the Altaria. Nothing comes close. But still, very impressive, very impressive from them. But, I mean, there's a reason Tess is the commissioner. There's a reason Tess is the commissioner. (laughs) Is Luca next? Well, next up is the races. Okay, Aika, how do you feel? Mm, Well, I guess a little better, having, you know competed already and been in front of a crowd but sure i just i just don't think anything's going to compare to this this is this is me versus cody me versus my mom in a way i just i i can't guarantee that i won't freeze out there you saw you saw me last night at the house it's just something about her i know and it might take a while to get over all that but don't forget about sky sky's waited a long time for this too what do you think, Sky? And Sky sort of pecks on your shoulder a little bit. And Sky looks ready, looks very determined, and, and surveys the crowd and looks across and sees Cody and his Spiro standing very, very beige, very <laughs> vanilla across the field. Just stock still. <laughs> T-posing. Like- <laughs> I am ready for the competition. Like when you're waiting to play a video game? And they're just circling. Yeah, it's just like in the in the sort of like yes fighter waiting stance. Yes. Right, Sky. This has been twelve years coming. Let's take our chance. And you head to the single A race. I see. I'm genuinely nervous for this one. So for this one, you walk over to the wildlife garden. Uh, this one has a very, very natural feel to it. It's uh, obviously still well-kept, but it has the most natural feel to it, sort of in the way where uh, Central Park is made to feel like a very natural space, but it's still very curated. But there is uh, long grass in certain places and some thorny shrubs and, and dead wood and uh, you know some, some trees felled with some, some fungi coming off of them. But it's all very curated and very aesthetically pleasing still, uh, as it has been uh, made in such a way where it's sort of the ideal natural place. There's a water feature as well. There's always a water feature. But you approach for the race and you see that there is a, a smaller course of hoops set up around the wildlife garden. You approach and you set Sky in the lineup. The competitors are Sky the Pit of... Cody Spiro and what's what's the Spiro's name? I, I I don't think he's giving him a nickname. I think that's how boring he is. Yeah, just it's oh, just a yeah. Spiro. It's just Spiro. That feels it's right. Just Spiro. It's my Spiro. Spiro. There's the Spiro. Bond with your Pokemon, please. <laughs> <laughs> and then there's also a Talo, a Pidgey, and a Starly. 
are the competitors. Lots of starting area birds in this one. <laughs> How this will work is you will roll a die determined by the Pokemon's fly speed. Uh, so if the Pokemon has a fly speed of less than 30, it's a D6. Between you know 30 and 40, it's a D8. 41 to 50 is a D10. And then greater than 50 feet of fly speed is a D12. So you will, you will roll your die. And then also on your turn, as we move through, you can use a move to attempt to give yourself a plus one or give another bird racer a minus one. Ooh, Mario Kart style. Yeah, very Mario Kart. I, very Mario I Kart. use blue shell. <laughs> <laughs> this guy just picks up a spiked blue shell and just throws it. <laughs> it's just a dreadnought just going, no! <laughs> a war turtle just rapid spins. Yeah, that's much better. That is much better. <laughs> you all line up. Uh, do you say anything to Cody as you set sky in place and you step away from the birds as they get ready to get ready to race sky has got the rainbow wing glowing in the contraption on her strong wing i think i think sort of okay so we're, we're we're at the starting gates i think it's i think it's less about saying something to cody cody's cody's just a pawn in all this i think i think zephyr queen of the, laura aka zephyr queen of the skies has come to the starting gates oh yeah and it's just it's just there giving um Giving Cody a pep talk, basically, mm. and he's he's just sort of staring blankly, like, "Yep, sure, okay." But she's she's sort of giving him this pep talk, um, which basically revolves around there are there are those who fly, Cody, and there are those who take care of the people who fly, and you are a you are a step above, Cody. Always remember that. And there's there's just something burning in in um in Ica, and she just she stops her much. Listen. I may not win this, but if I don't say this now, maybe I never will. I'm not a step below you. Laura turns around and looks at you as you, she like almost didn't notice that you were there before. She's like, oh, well, oh you, you're actually here. You're, you're really doing it. I'm not a step below you. I'm not a step below Cody. I'm here on equal ground and I will compete on equal ground, win or lose, mother. Well, all right, Ika. I've got to say I've never seen this side of you before, but... Well, prepare, prepare what, mother? Mother? <clears throat> mother? Prepare to see a different side of me. And that side is my backside, as I leave you in the dust. And she just, like, runs away. Oh! <laughs> oh! <laughs> and then she's just, she's just hyperventilating in a corner, like... <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. All right. Let's do this. So, round one. I will roll for all of the others. What do you want to do with Sky? As the judge, you know, raises the flag and then lowers it, and the birds all take off. Ooh, that's so cool. I think Sky, Sky going immediately on the attack feels wrong. You know, she's out there, she's flying, she's enjoying the flight for now. So I think she just wants to channel that rainbow wing and just go as fast as she possibly can with a quick attack. Nice, but not an attack, just, just quick. Yeah, using the quick a, attack a quick. to enhance the speed. Yeah, great. Roll that d10. Come on. Uh, it is a, a nine. A nine. Nine. Wowza. With the plus one, it's a nine. Eight plus one? Uh, no, nine plus one, ten. Ten. Ten total with the nine on the die and the quick attack. Uh, very strong start as I think surprising everyone, uh, all the other racers, you know, it, it's mostly kids in, in this uh, sort of competition. It's a lot of, you know, early stage evolution birds. It's like, oh, yeah, we'll go fly. And it's kids around town that you know, and they're like, oh, wow, I can Sky are finally doing it. And I think that... Sky just surprises everyone, bursting out of the gate and rushing forward as the other birds then try to keep up. Let's see here. Pearl 
saddles forth next to Aika's mom. Goes, huh? Yes. Good start, huh? Let's see how Cereal Boy does. <laughs> I like just really is going to be annoying to her the entire time. <laughs> Amazing. All right, let's see here. Spiro. Ooh, that's a seven. And then Spiro is going to try to sand attack to sort of uh, trip up Sky. As I don't think that uh, I, I don't think that Cody even commands it. As Cody just says, "Go, go, bird." But the Spiro, seeing that something uh, unexpected uh, has launched ahead of it, just of its own volition, tries to trip up Sky the pit of. That's a total of twelve. What's what's Sky's AC? It's AC twelve for Sky. AC twelve. Okay, so I'm gonna knock down that ten back to a nine. So with that, the sand attack does manage to uh, cause Sky to falter a little bit as there's some interference that she wasn't expecting. And as that happens, the Spiro is only uh, a short distance behind while you two are already far and away above the competition uh, as the others roll a four, a three, and a three. Uh, the Talo is slightly ahead of the Pidgey and the Starly, but you have got a very, very strong start. As we continue uh, with that, what what uh, sort of terrain are you flying over now as you're making your way through the loops uh, around this wildlife garden? I think that it was clear to start with as you just sort of take off. But what what is the what is the bit of terrain that you have to maneuver for this uh, next chunk of the challenge? Is it like crawling, crawling vines that have been have, have grown in, in like arches and stuff? So they've yeah. sort of. Got, yeah, I'm just moving my hands wildly now. I, you know what I mean? Yes. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> As you do for an audio medium. But yes, these crawling <laughs> vines and arches and things, uh, they're having to maneuver in and out of to go through each of the hoops uh, that is part of the course. Roll for your flight. Okay, so I think this time Sky is going to go for an air cutter and try and try and cut some vines, Ooh. Make, make it a little bit clearer. Yeah. Pearl leans over the gate, looks at her name's Laura, yeah? Yeah. Fine. Classic. We got this. Laura just looks looks down at you. She is quite tall. She just looks down at you and she says, but yes, it's part of the course. I rolled a one on my D10. Oh, one on the D10. I was, due, I, I was due a one. I said it. I said it. I've been doing too well. Have you used any of your inspiration yet? No. I should do that. I should do that. If you want. Jonah, I'd like to cash in my inspiration chip. All right. Go ahead and re-roll that D10. Okay. That's a four this time. So plus one, five. That's better. Nice. So uh, you use the air cutter, and I think that for a moment you get caught up into uh, some of the vines for a moment. Uh, Sky's flying through there. She gets caught up just a bit, and that is only enhanced by the fact that uh, the Spiro, having rolled a two, goes to uh, actually catches up on Sky the Pit of a bit and comes to peck at Pit of and does successfully, reducing your roll by one. So that's a four. But Pitov does manage to uh, pull ahead once again, uh, finding another way to maneuver through these vines and gets up ahead. But so you got plus four for that one instead of plus five with the interference from Spiro. So still doing all right, but not... Still doing all right. Still still ahead. Still doing okay. Yeah. Okay. And since, since the Spiro only rolled a two, it's still behind, but it was catching up for a moment. <sighs> but you've managed to pull back away. The others uh, are falling behind even further as the Talo is actually pretty close to Spiro and goes to, I think, actually come after the Spiro a little bit, seeing that uh, it's not afraid to fight dirty, uh, goes to interfere with a little gust of its own to try to knock Spiro out of the way. 
and does reduce the Spiro's roll by one. So Taylo and Spiro are actually neck and neck now, while Pidgey and Starly are still a significant way behind as they both rolled ones. Next round. Back up. What's the new obstacle? You got to fly over. We had vines maneuvering around the wildlife garden. What's Sky doing? I was thinking maybe this is this is a thematic round. There's like a, a recreation of the meteor. It's like Ooh. a... It's a, it's a partnership with the museum to advertise their new their new exhibit. Yes, yeah. This garden is sponsored <laughs> by the Air, Air Museum. So maybe maybe it's like some some sort of mechanized meteors you got to dodge or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that uh, in in the the deepest part of this, uh, there's there's this exhibit with with this uh, makeshift meteor. Well, not makeshift. It, it's a reconstructed sort of uh, in, instead of the bronze. It's like a stone statue. It's very rough hewn, but it gets the point across that it's a meteor, and you go to fly ahead. Maybe there's maybe there's like a there's a golem just on a big tower somewhere, just like throw, just throwing rocks. Yes, golem. Yeah, golem. there's a golem. Yeah, golem. <laughs> just like, okay, I, I'm going to go for a detect here. I'm going to try and pr- protect, detect. Ooh. The, the, I try and detect the, the the flights of these rocks, these meteor in inverted commas being thrown by the golems. Very nice. So yeah, go for that. That's a six. Six plus one, seven. So seven, as you are, are maneuvering around, uh, taking a little bit more time, uh, still going at a, a very good speed. Sky the Pit of is maneuvering around, dodging the rocks, and the Spiro tries to knock Pit of into one of the rocks uh, with another gust of its own. But it's going to have disadvantage because you use detect. Yeah. Eight plus three. That's only eleven. That's not enough. Not enough. Uh, as it goes to uh, interfere with what's going on with uh, Sky the Pit of, uh, but is actually just ends up knocking a gust into one of the rocks as it is unaffected. Pearl looks to Laura. That's what happens when you don't nickname your Pokemon. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Seen it all the time. Laura's like, do we, do we have an issue? You stayed at my house last night, right? <laughs> <laughs> you ate my food. Your towels are very nice. <laughs> you ate my food. <laughs> Just speaking truth. The Spiro is, however, uh, beginning to close distance as it got a maximum roll on its die. Uh, as even though it's trying to interfere, uh, it is very slowly catching up. We'll see if it gets there. Cody's like, excellent job, Spiro. Keep going. <laughs> the Talo, since it's close to Spiro, is going to try to peck it. Does hit. Uh, so re- reduces its roll by one as, as uh, Spiro was starting to catch up, but then loses a bit of ground. And the Talo as it's more focused on going on the offense, does lose a little bit of its speed as it falls behind more. And Spiro starts pulling away. Pidgey and Starly are still just, you know, they're down at the bottom. Another one and a two for them. Are they even in the race? At this point, not really. Not really. They haven't, they haven't left the start line. They're both peck. They're like fighting each other over a bit of seed. That like puff has left. <laughs> yeah, they, once once they hit like the vines, they noticed that there were some some seeds that were sort of behind. Us. Like, oh, yes, And there's a couple of kids that are like, Jerry, move, move, stop eating the berries. <laughs> exactly. But so they're way back there. Sky is now approaching the finish line. It's very close. Oh, uh, she gets the okay, feeling that with okay. one good push, she might be able to get there. So is this, are, there, are there obstacles here or is it kind of like, is it, this is like the final 100 meters. This is the sprint finish. This is the sprint finish. This is pure speed. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, yes. There's a lot of maneuvering and dexterity uh, as it was in the curvy part of the course, but now it's pure speed. Home stretch. Okay. I think Sky's feeling good. She's flying. But I think, I think at this moment, there's, there's a small malfunction in her, in her contraption. 
I think there's a small, like a, a, a little screw comes loose in one of Spiro's pecs mm-hmm. or something. He managed to dislodge a little screw. Yeah. And it's like, it just comes loose and it throws Sky a little bit. And she's kind of keeping going, maintaining, but faltering a little bit in her flight path. And Ika can see something is wrong from, from the side and, and she starts to panic and she's like, Sky, don't push it. It's not worth it, all right? You can't get hurt, please. You promised me this would be okay. Don't push it. It's not worth it. And Sky sort of hears this, but also is just like, I'm on the home straight now. I've got to do this. I've got to go. And it's just going to try and push through, channel the rainbow wing and go for it. And... We'll see if it's a good roll or not. I don't know. Oh my gosh! Um, just uh, so this is this is quick attack again. Yeah, yeah, just pushing pure speed as Sky the Pit of lets out a and races forward. Oh, it's an it's an eight plus one. It's a nine. Come on, Sky! Come on, hold it, hold on. Hold it together. With the nine, Sky. Uh, even with the the malfunction, you see uh, bits bits of the contraption, the wing contraption, are starting to fly off. Uh, but somehow the rainbow wing is still staying attached. Uh, it, it's not coming off. It's almost as if uh, throughout the course of today, uh, you haven't noticed, but the rainbow wing has almost like become just oh part of Sky's wing, and the full contraption so falls cool. away. And you can see that as she continues to fly, uh, her one wing, her strong wing, is now a completely rainbow wing oh my god as it's just become oh part god. of her and she zooms forward Spiro only rolled a two as it tries to like go ahead and, and do something to interfere as it tries to gain ground it's just nothing doing uh, as with that roll Sky zooms forth soaring above and ahead of the competition and finishes first in the race yes oh my gosh oh I think I think I could just cry. <laughs> just like overwhelmed with it all. The worry, the fear, the joy, everything. And I think that's that's completely contrasted by Cody, who's like quite nearby and just absolutely emotionless. Well it was a good race. Which is like right. Good form. <clears throat> good form. Oh, oh. Spiro, we will do better next time. Oh. Ika. Good work, cousin. Uh sorry, yes. Um, you know, good good work yourself. It was and she swallows. It was a real thrill racing you, Cody. And I look forward to doing it again. I look forward to it as well. He says, completely beige. Pearl looks up to Laura. Laura just looks absolutely shell-shocked. She never in a million years saw this coming. She gives her the biggest smile and then runs to Ika and straight on tackles her in yeah. a huge hug. <laughs> Oh, Pearl. Yeah, I think that Laura just like doesn't even know what to do with that. She like w- would have never seen this coming. I was like, oh, okay, yeah, Ika's going to compete, you know, whatever. You know, sure, with, with Sky to pit, pit of, all right, see how that goes. But just uh, has completely blown past all expectations. And uh, I think that for the first time in your life, you, you have really, really seen, like it, it is smeared across her face that, you have surprised your mother and that she is in a weird way because of how this has happened. It's in a weird way, but she is proud. Jonah, would you say I ruffled her feathers a little? Uh. Ah! <laughs> there it is. I got the dad. I got the dad energy in. Yay. Oh, strong. Boom. 
home. We needed it. Stu Clark with that powerful dad energy. But she's proud. That is, that's beautiful. Luke and I hoist Ika on the shoulder. Uh, and yeah, okay. So yes, with Ika on the shoulders of, of Pearl and Luca, I think there's another another connecting moment between Laura and, and Ika, just as there was this morning. But this time, rather than sort of disdain and, and distrust, there's like, there's, there's an acknowledgement. It's, 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 not, it's not mushy, but it's like a, a nod of respect. Yeah, there, there, there is a new respect there, a newfound respect. Certainly not things all, all fixed and all, you know, happy rainbows immediately, but like there, there's something new there. Excellent. Between you and your, your mother, Laura. Guys, we did it. We did it. Sky flies back, right? Yeah, Sky. I think that you, yeah, you've got Sky like in your hands. You can see uh, her rainbow wing is just flapping, and, and Sky is elated. The happiest that you have ever seen Sky in her entire life. And I, I, I think, I think rather rather than like a hug because it's a pit off, I think Ika just sort of lifts up one of her gloved hands, takes Sky, and they they like rub noses and beat together, and it's kind of cute. And then. Ica just throws Sky up into the into the air again to just go and just go and enjoy the just enjoy the sky for a little bit, Sky. It's your moment, own it. And she does. As she leaves a little rainbow trail behind her. Meanwhile, Tink Tink is like rolling around the, the ending of the track, trying desperately trying to pick up various parts of the contraption that fell apart. <laughs> it's like clink, 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 clink. Oh no! Clink, 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 clink. Gotta salvage it. <laughs> like watching someone pick up golf balls on a driving range. Yeah, yeah. And Ika has won the single A racing competition. Jonah, I genuinely never thought you'd, you'd say those words uh, to us. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my gosh. I, I, I feel drained. I actually feel drained. I know. I'm, like, emotionally. It's, a, it's emotionally a lot. Yeah, yeah. And with the hat, you want to see how the others turn out just for funsies? Well, I, well, I, want, to see, I want to see how my mom does, I suppose. Yeah, yeah, for yeah. For sure. So from there... Uh, after that glorious victory, that that climactic triumph, uh, there are a couple other races left into the day. So let's just see how those turn out. <laughs> oh, gosh, yeah, we definitely want to see how Luca did. And that is happening over in the apothecary garden. There's a lot of uh, herbs and plants here. For sure. So you go and you see that there's a, a lot of herbs here, very medicinal stuff. Uh, there's there's berries and there's things um, like bitter root and stuff you can see growing uh, different Pokemon medicines that you would have. And in addition to, you know, your standard lavender, thyme, peppermint, uh, you I know, like all of those kind of things in this lovely apothecary garden. And you see that uh, here there's a variety of the hoops set up as far as, you know, highs and lows. Some are in the terrain and some are open air. And Luca's competing as well as Bailey and her ninjask are there. You see that they popped into town for this competition. Cool. You also see that there's a, a Golbat, a Staravia, and a Swellow that are competing. So let's just see. I'm just going to roll for each one of them and just see where Luca ends up. Come on, Luca. Oh, I'm rolling just D20s for each of these, and Luca just rolled an 18. Oh, wow. That's good. That's good. Ooh, a 14 for the ninjask, a 10 for the Golbat. A nine for the Staravia. Nothing, nothing. An eight for the Swellow. Heracross. Come on, Luca. Hercules the Heracross. Oh! Surprising, I think, everyone here because there's some fast birds here, y'all. There's some fast birds, but that Heracross just like, again, and he's like, uh, goes from hoop to hoop and does like the sprint and sort of like hangs onto a hoop before then launching himself off of it toward the next one. Hercules the Heracross gets the win somehow. Wow, we took our vitamins. 
I have feelings. I was just rolling flat D20s, y'all. I didn't know what was going to happen. <laughs> I have so many feelings right now. <laughs> the very cool Heracross crosses the finish line, and Luca and the Heracross and Tufus do a triple high five. Nice. Freeze frame. Ding! So that happens, and that's super cool. Then we go to AAA racing with your mother, Laura, a.k.a. Zephyr, Queen of the Skies. You roll up to the Italian garden for the viewing. It, it's got a lot of, you know, fancy tile and there, you know, fancy fountain. There's a lot of fancy stuff happening, uh, crawling vines on lattice and uh, things of that nature. Is this Shane's one as well? Very Mediterranean. Yes, it is. Oh, uh, there are statues it. and water features and, and pots and things. And this is a very well-kept garden area, uh, pretty much just for exclusively for the viewing, uh, because this one is completely open air. And you see the riders mounted on their bird Pokemon, and you look at the lineup, you see Shane, who is mounted atop a Skarmory. Oh, Shane! Pearl tries to sneak at the beginning of this contest to tie Shane's shoelaces together. Roll stealth, Pearl. <laughs> I want to, ass- I, w- I want to, can I assist? Can I assist in some way? You absolutely can. Roll with advantage. I rolled badly for both. <laughs> Is there any way I could use my other point of inspiration? <laughs> Incorporate George Foreman into it and sure. Okay. George. Ooh. Can you go distract Shane while me and Ika tie these shoelaces? Ooh. And I like to imagine that George is just making that annoying B sound too close to your ear and uh-huh. you're swatting. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's happening as you are uh, going, and you you are not doing a great job at, at sneaking up, but go ahead and roll sleight of hand uh, oh. to try to, now that he's distracted, even though you did a bad sneak, just roll a flat sleight of hand to have one more chance at tying those shoelaces. Bad sneak. That was a bad sneak. If I ever roll good stealth, it's just a clone. Yeah, no, you're not, you're, you are not allowed to roll good stealth. <laughs> it's never happened. But I did roll 17 for sleight of hand. 17 for sleight of hand. For a moment, Shane like almost looks down and sees you messing with his shoes. And I think the Skarmory is just could not care less about what's going on as it's focused and looking at the other bird Pokemon across the way. But you do tie Shane's shoelaces together without him noticing you as he like goes to look down. But then George Roman's like, buzzing around. He's like, oh, what's that Combi doing here? Yes. I got run, run. Sneak high five. Sneak high five. Sneak high five. Still five. You get out of there. Just with two two little fingers, we high five. So the Shane and Skarmory, there is Riley and her Pidgeot as they are mounted up. You see Zephyr, Queen of the Skies, and Columbus the Fero. And then there's also a Braviary and a Tropius. So here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to give Shane disadvantage because y- you goofed on him. <laughs> Riley and Pidgeot, you'll see. Zephyr and Fero, I'm going to give a flat plus five to. And then Braviary and Tropius are just going to roll regular. The flag is waved, and all of these birds with their trainers mounted on them take off into the sky with incredible speed. Uh, It's really, truly amazing to behold. And uh, as you see, Zephyr and Columbus get a strong starting lead as Shane, I think, is uh, realized that there are other people who are good at things besides him and has to catch up a little bit. Uh, <laughs> Riley and Pidgeot are very steady and Braviary and Tropius are sort of uh, heading up the back of the crew. Let's see here. Shane and Skarmory with disadvantage because shoelaces are untied as he notices and shortly after they take off, he's like, oh, what's, oh, oh I don't like that. <laughs> with disadvantage, that's a 10 for Shane. 
Zephyr and Firo, flat plus five. Natural 20. Queen of the skies. Queen of the skies. Queen of the skies. Queen of the skies. Queen of the skies with that nat 20. <laughs> oh my gosh. Woo. Whoa. She ain't playing. No. You can come to play. No. Riley and Pidgeot with advantage because as Zephyr starts taking off, uh, just pulling ahead of the crowd, this Firo with its very long beak and body, just so sleek, maneuvering through all of these hoops in the air and just blowing away the competition. Uh, the bracelet, you can see from the ground, Riley's bracelet begins to glow. You see this glow and the wings become even larger and wider on this Pidgeot. Uh, the plume, this dyed plume becomes even longer and more majestic as Pidgeot gets an extra boost of speed. That's another nat 20! Oh no! Two in a row! Ah! Oh my gosh! And then the Bravier and the Tropius both are in the back. As we get close with the two natural 20s, this mega Pidgeot and Firo are neck and neck with each other as the veteran Zephyr, Queen of the Skies, versus this new blood, Riley on her Pidgeot, are both neck and neck with each other. They're so close. It is a photo finish to the finish line as... Oh, I love it. I love it. I'm rolling for Riley. I'm rolling for Zephyr. <laughs> Experience wins out. Oh. As even with the mega Pidgeot, uh, with a seven and a 13 for the Firo, Columbus pulls ahead with that last whoosh of its wings. Zephyr, queen of the skies, emerges victorious. What a race. She, I, I feel like she has, she has like dedicated ending music because she's won so many races. Yeah, her, her victory track starts playing as it usually does. She's the killer. Queen of the skies, <laughs> soaring through the skies. Zephyr Queen of the skies. She's so great. Yeah, Vespa Queen starts playing. Yes, Vespa Queen. Killer, killer Vespa Queen. <laughs> as the crowd goes wild once more, as it has been a full day of excitement here at the air show. Wow. That was amazing. We go to the award ceremony and each of you is bestowed with 2,000 pokey each for your win, as well as the TM for fly. Dang. Dang. Whoa, I got you didn't Whoa. stop catching cash. <laughs> this is great. <laughs> they have must have upped their sponsorship deals or something because this is <laughs> this is some heavy prices. <laughs> Good, I need it. I'm broke. <laughs> Yeah, so each of you gets 2,000 Pokey and the TM for Fly. It's sort of the, the standard winning prize for any of the individual air show competitions uh, as everybody receives one of those. And I think that um, as you all are, you know, things are dying down, the ceremony is very cool, but also, you know, it, it moves. It's kind of like, you know, it's, it's been a long day for everybody. And while it's ceremonial, it's very special. Like the moment of the actual win is really the big deal. But you, you do, everybody acknowledges as you go across the stage and collect your winnings and stuff and you stand there next to each other. And Ika, I think that you do stand next to your mother as you are standing right there in the, uh, the racing category. Uh, you're there with Sky the Pit of and she's there with Columbus the Firo for that moment. And I think maybe, 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 if, if you think, she just sort of turns to me, and it's, it's a very, very quiet, but it's just like, maybe you should think about picking a victory song, Ica. could just kind of like, maybe turns up and gives her a little smile, but it's, it's wary, but it's a sports thing. And she puts a hand on your shoulder and gives it a pat as the photo is taken oh. of you all. And Luca, because Luca won the mid-range. He's on the other side. Yeah. He's on your other side. <laughs> and Pearl makes everyone wait. She goes, hold on. Don't leave yet. Stay in the same spots. And she makes the photographer 
take her old um, disposable camera <laughs> yeah. and do one with that, too. <laughs> yes, you do. Okay, now a silly one. Ah. Luca makes ah. a silly face. Ah. Laura just grimaces. Yeah, I was going to say, does she do it? <laughs> she just grimaces. And then they present the winners of the aerobatics uh, contest as well, which is you again, as well as Pearl. Oh, Simone Biles over right? here. <laughs> right? <laughs> as well as Pearl and the trainer of, uh, what was it? The trainer of the Neuvern, the three of you. This very, very, like, bat-themed. Uh, it's pretty much just a Batman costume, <laughs> uh, but with Neuvern flavor. But it's very much like Ben uh, on the Treat Yourself Day when he just walks out in the Batman uh, costume. Very much that sort of vibe of just like very, this person's probably a, an accountant outside of this, but just is, does this when they can. One of the, uh, one of the journalists is like, uh, uh, Mr. Mr. Batman, anything to say? And he says, I am the knight. <laughs> just like does. We've got sweet flips. <laughs> We've got sweet flips. But I think that with that, uh, Shane comes up to you uh, afterwards. He says, well, I've very impressed by all of that. Uh, gotta say, I was uh, not expecting such a stiff level of competition here, but you all really seem to know what you're doing here with this uh, whole flying thing. Thanks. I mean, to be honest, you put yourself in the hardest one. Yeah, yeah I, I did. I mean, my Scarberry's fast, but I, wow, a, a Mega Pidgeot, and I mean, I've, I've never seen a Pharaoh with speed like that. It's very impressive. But you know, uh, you've got. Yeah, uh, oh. But, well. Uh, well, Pearl, uh, I was just... Okay. Uh, uh, yeah. mm -hmm. And she kicks the dust a little bit. Uh, okay, all right, fine. We're, this, we're acquaintances now, it's fine. Uh, you want some straw? I mean, no, you don't... Yeah. No, I'm fine. This but, is hard. Uh, look, I've, is what I'm trying to say is, Pearl... Pearl, are you all right? You sound a lot like me. <laughs> is that I really feel like you should be higher than a tier one trainer. I mean, you got that TM for fly now, right? Because you won. I mean, you should go fight more gyms, Pearl. People are going to keep underestimating you unless you got, you know, the rank and approve yourself. Also, if you get a few more badges, you might be able to actually fly around on whatever. I mean, you don't really have something big enough to fly on, but get a couple more badges under your belt. You might be able to use that to get around. All of this makes Pearl sink. She gets really guilty and she slowly says, thanks, Shane. Um, I tied your shoes during your competition. That's why you struggled. And it was kind of fun to watch, but now I feel really bad. I'm sorry. <sighs> oh, I think I'm going to puke. That was so hard. It was wrong. It wasn't a fun prank like the other pranks. I acknowledge that. Not but a fun also, prank. But you never had a shot. You know, what I'm learning, good trainer knows when they're beat. Even if I hadn't uh, suffered disadvantage on a roll to win that competition, I... I feel fairly confident that I still would have been swept away by those other two. I mean, that's, I've never seen anything like that before. I, I, I was a little cocky going in. I noticed that my shoes were tied before I took off, and I just didn't mess with it. Cause oh, I was... great. I'm going to be able to sleep. <laughs> okay. Okay, we're good. I'll see you around, man. Good job. See you later. Whew. As you're walking away, he just says, just watch out, because I'm going to prank you next time. Oh, I dare you. Oh, so you, you've got a little, little prank train going. Cute. <laughs> Prank train. I think that you all walk up uh, as you're getting ready to head out, and you see that Tess is talking with your mom, Laura, uh, and you, you sort of see them uh, gesturing a little bit, and Tess looks over to you, Ika, and gestures for you to come over. Ika still instinctively immediately assumes she's looking through her and looks behind her. Go, Ika. And then realizes there's no one. Me? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. go on, go on. All right. 
I'll, I'll be, I'll, I'll be back in a sec. Just give me a minute. And she goes up. So you walk over to Tess and your mom, and Tess says to you, well, uh, Ika, I was very impressed with your performance today, coming into the aerobatics and the race and, and winning both. That's, that's really something. Well, I couldn't have done it myself. I had help along the way, whether it's Sky or me more or my new friends. But I guess I did do pretty good. You did. You shouldn't sell yourself short like that. But it's good that you acknowledge that you couldn't get here without your partners. That's true. I mean, I wouldn't be where I am without Altaria. You're a good team. Where you are? I wouldn't be the commissioner of the air show. I wouldn't do the things that I do if I didn't have a good partner. <laughs> oh, of course. Sorry. Of course. Of course. <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. But I was very impressed with your performance today, and I, I've been talking with your mom, and we were wondering if you'd be interested in joining the Tremella Air Touring Company. Is this is this part of the prank train? Uh, is this prank train? Is this a joke? No, no joke. What's what's a prank train? Did Pearl? Did Pearl put you up to this? Pearl, Pearl, that's not funny. You know it is. Wait, what? <laughs> Wait, you didn't you didn't do this? Do what? Oh my goodness! And Ika turns back to the commissioner. He's like, "I am so sorry. Uh, oh, for real? The the touring company? For real? The touring company? You know, we go all around the region and do air shows. And I know. I I think that you've certainly showed yourself very capable in this competition. I, I've hoped for a long time that you might be, and here you are. I followed you for my whole life. This." Yes, yes, a hundred times, yes. Oh, yes. And I think she, like, she removes her gloves and she just takes the commissioner's hand and is just, like, shaking it up and down, up and down, up and down. Absolutely. And she says, well, we'll get you more details, but we'll be heading out on the road soon, so get ready. Aye, aye, Captain. <laughs> and then she sort of, like, again, gives a look to her mum as if to say, is this okay? Mom, your mom nods and she says... It's going to be nice to have you out with us on the road. Oh my gosh. Sure will. Sure will. And then she turns back and runs over to Pearl and Luca. And she just goes, this, I don't know if this means anything to you, but I just got told that I could go be in part of the touring show, Pearl. Uh, it's, it's my dream. That's amazing. Where are you guys going to go? All over. Literally. We, they do they do shows everywhere. I, 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 I get to see like the whole region. Oh my gosh. So <laughs> we'll get to see each other maybe. Because I travel all the time too. And if I see the air show, then I can just come visit you. I hope so. I hope so. If we're ever in a town n- nearby, we'll have to hook up. We have to hook up. Perfect. We need to talk more about the Sky Buffet. Yeah. We're still in stage one planning. Oh yeah. We, you know, we need to follow up on this that. This is my retirement plan. <laughs> yeah. And, and that fossil park too. Oh yeah! Can I give a, a, a poke up poke iPhone? Uh, no, poke gear, poke gear number. Yeah, yeah, you can exchange poke gear numbers. Perfect. Great, and I think I think Ika takes the uh, takes the poke gear and puts in a number, and she puts the name is IKEA for Pearl. <laughs> yes, you Love do. It. And then she just she turns to Luca as well, and I think she just gives him a kiss on the cheek, and then just runs away. <laughs> it's just like a little a little peck, and then thanks again, Luca. Bye. <laughs> Pearl does the slowest turn to Luca, mouth open. Oh my! Luca just like is blushing a little bit as he d- has no idea what to do with what just happened. As he's just like, um, uh, okay. <laughs> uh, so 
Burl, should we, uh... What are we doing? <laughs> oh, Luca. <laughs> wow, Luca. Maybe you should sit down for a second. Did I... The statue makes a lot more sense now, I think. <laughs> With that, do you have anything else that you would like to do to, to say goodbye? No, I just saw it here in a very a very Pokemon anime way of either either Ica and the touring people sort of going into the sunset or... Oh, oh. Or, um... Pearl does run after you. Give a quick hug. Luca's back there on a bench. <laughs> we'll see you soon, Ica. Real soon. And then Pearl takes out a Pokeball and releases her crystal onyx. <laughs> Hops on it and says, let's ride. Yeah. And off into the sunset they go. Pearl riding her crystal onyx. Luca like stands up. He's like, Hey, wait for me! And he runs after you into the sunset as you ride on the crystal onyx toward the next town. Everyone's waving. And that's where we'll end this one. The Tremella Town arc. Oh, that was nice. Gosh. Hello, friends. Thank you so much for sticking around to the end for these announcements. Obviously, this is the last episode of the Sky's the Limit mini arc. We had such a wonderful time with these episodes, and we hope you have too. I want to thank Stu Clark for joining us and hopping in on all the shenanigans and bringing a wonderful character like Ika into our world. We adore Stu. You should too, and you should check out his other work. You can find him on Twitter at Stu Clark and the Critical Ditto podcast at Critical Ditto. We got another wonderful piece of fan art sent in this week. Thank you to Cool Trainer Gigi at GladIrisT on Twitter for sending us a lovely picture of Sky the Pit of the true Queen of the Skies. We love it, Gigi. Quest Company Jr. is a proud member of Podicon Go, a group of independent podcasts supporting high-quality content that's fun for the whole family. Podicon Go is your reliable corner of the internet for the kind of podcast that everyone can enjoy, with shows ranging from animal facts to stories to audio dramas to RPG actual plays and more. Check them out at podicongo.com. I want to say thank you to all of the amazing artists whose music was featured in this episode. Thank you to Foolboy Media for the song Video Game Land. Thanks to Glitch X City for the song Sun and Moon Haoli City Remix, Pokemon Mystery Gift Theme Remix, Pokemon Sword and Shield Brand New World Lo-Fi Remix. Thank you to Braxton Burks, Aaron Bucholtz, and Materia Collective for the Whirl Island Surf Theme, Azalea Town, Melancholy Path, and A Tale of Three Beasts Part 3. Thank you to Joseph Cash for the Pokemon Shopping Network Samba. And thank you to TabletopAudio.com for providing the ambient sounds. That's all for me, so we'll see you next time. Thank you for joining us here on Quest Company Jr. promo contains Pokemon based improv. Benary, finish it with a double kick! Bun, bun, bun! Oh no! You've defeated me! Lord!
of psychic types. King Photon. King Photon, I knew it was you. You appeared in a shimmer of light in my bedroom to challenge me to a Pokemon gym battle. Since you're right, but hey, I've beaten you now. And your silly Abra, give me a gym badge. A gym badge? From Point, King Photon? Yes. I can grant you anything. A wish? What's your wish? I'll tell you. A Pokemon roleplay podcast. Well, that's not my wish. It I... is now. Okay. Plug it in. Welcome to Critical Ditto, a tabletop roleplaying podcast set in the world of Pokemon, focused on collaborative storytelling and improv. Is it a game? Yes, a role-playing game with dice and voices. I kind of would prefer a gym badge, if I'm honest. Well, I don't have any. Well, get the hell out of my room! Photon away! You're still here! Abra, help me, help me, please! Abra! You're still here, Abra's gone! (laughs) Oh, can I listen to the podcast? Search for Critical Ditto wherever you get your podcasts if you want a bit more of whatever that was. Are you looking for high-quality, family-friendly podcasts? Shows that are safe for younger or more sensitive listeners. Podicon Go is a reliable corner of the internet for the kind of podcast that everyone can enjoy. From educational programs to conversational topics and incredible storytelling and role-playing shows in a variety of styles, themes, and age groups. Podicon Go is a group of independent podcast creators dedicated to creating high-quality programs that provide family fun for everyone. Visit podicongo.com for an ever-growing lineup of shows, complete with descriptions and ways you can listen. Connect with the Podicon Go family-friendly podcast network on Facebook and Twitter. P-O-D-I-C-O-N Go. It's podcast fun for everyone. Podicon Go. Thank you for listening to Postcards from Poa and Crush Campaign Junior.